Welcome to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by Team Snap and hosted by veteran soccer broadcaster Dean Linky. Uniting coaches at every level of the game around the love of the game. We are United Soccer Coaches. Now, here's our host, Dean Linky. Can you believe it? We are just one week away from the United Soccer Coaches Convention in Baltimore. It's going to be another outstanding show, as it always is. The folks at United Soccer Coaches do an amazing job with speakers from all over the world. And we'll talk to three key presenters and speakers in today's show. We'll start with Willie McNabb, does a great job with the youth program for Celtic FC. Then we'll talk to John O'Sullivan, all about changing the game and his sessions. And then we'll end with Nathan Thackeray. He's in charge of goalkeeping for the North Carolina Courage Academy and is also an assistant coach for the North Carolina Courage. He also will be featured in three presentations, one on the field, a couple in the classroom. There you have it. Willie McNabb, John O'Sullivan, Nathan Thackeray. And we start with Mr. McNabb after this message from our presenting sponsor, Team Snap. Does managing your club or league feel like a second job? If so, you might need some help. With Team Snap, you can get it. Their customers save up to 15 hours each week on tasks such as communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Plus, everything you need is online, which means no more trips to the bank, no more lost checks, and no more colossal spreadsheets. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with Team Snap. Go to teamsnap.com slash NSCAA1. I am Dean Linky, and it's wall-to-wall coverage of the 2020 United Soccer Coaches Convention in Baltimore. Three outstanding guests. All three will be presenters or speakers at the 2020 convention. Next week, we will be there. And kicking off the show, we're pleased to be joined by Willie McNabb. He's the International Soccer Academy Manager for Celtic FC. That's right, Celtic FC little bio on Willie, he's a proactive coach and manager within youth football, spanning over 17 years incorporating extensive experience coaching within elite academies and development programs across Scotland. He started his pathway into playing at the age of 16 when he signed full-time as a young professional player in the Scottish Lower League. He spent four years as a player, gaining valuable experience, and during this time started his first steps into the coaching world. He has been a valued presenter in prior years at the convention, and we're so pleased that he'll be back and visible again in Baltimore. Willie McNabb, welcome to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast. Thank you very much, Steve. I appreciate having me on. Thank you. Yeah, we're delighted you're on, and we're delighted that you're back and going to be in Baltimore. First off, he's got two sessions. They both have the same title. They'll vary a little bit. We'll start with the first one, Thursday, January 16th. From 4 to 5 p.m., it'll be at the Quick Go Demo Field 2. That's the Quick Go Demo Field 2. He's got the same session called Receiving and Releasing the Ball on the Move on Friday. We'll talk more about that after we break down this first session. So, Willie, we'll start with the name of your session for both days, Receiving and Releasing the Ball on the Move. And at its core, tell us why you picked this topic. Yeah, it was, it was kind of, I was speaking to, to Dave Newbery, um, and he was looking to put together a, a kind of group of coaches, um, to deliver based around the sort of youth game, but in particular looking and really focusing on the, the technical aspects of working with youth players. Um, I think sometimes when you're working with certainly older youth players, the, the sort of U15s, 16s, you, you, you tend to look a lot at the, the sort of tactical side 
of what you're doing. And this was basically kind of looking at it from more a, a technical standpoint. Um, so basically breaking down how players receive and then release the ball, but doing everything on the move. It's something that I've really looked at probably the last sort of year to 18 months um, at various levels. It, it, very, very young kids at seven and eight, some youth players and also first team players um, at the highest level. And um, when you see a lot of the top players, they're very, very comfortable at, at receiving the ball, but while still moving. Um, rather than stopping the ball and they become kind of a little bit robotic. So the, the kind of first session that I'm looking at um, is, is how you can take that into a practical um, demonstration. So looking at um, sort of two passing exercises and then taking that into a little kind of game-related six-goal game where the, the kind of sheer focus will be on kind of receiving and releasing the ball, but also different ways that the players can do that as well. Um, and looking at it in different situations... Although it is technical, um, I'll still relate it back to the tactical side ever so slightly. But I suppose for the coaches in attendance, it's how we can look at the real finer detail of how the players receive it and how the players can receive it, but with the main focus being on, on the move. There are five bullet point descriptions of this first session. Again, on Thursday, four to five, receiving and releasing the ball on the move with the talented Willie McNabb. I'm going to read all five one at a time, and after I read each one, give me a bullet point breakdown on what you mean. And the first one is aim to see the structure and flow of a practice while the key theme is emphasized throughout. Take it away, Willie. Yeah, basically how you can take receiving and releasing the ball on the move, how you can break that down into a logical session, a session that has flow. So basically you can start off from something, you can start to add layers, it's not a, a full session because of the time that we have. I'll speak about that later on. But certainly to give the coaches in attendance how you can design and then deliver a session based on that theme. Next one is what are the key individual technical points for players receiving and releasing the ball on the move? Yeah, again, just looking at, again, because it's not the tactical side of it, it's technique. So looking at each individual player. And as I said, there'll be two or three different ways that the players can receive and release the ball on the move. So it's looking at those and then breaking it down into the finer detail, the body shape, the type of run, the type of movement, um, and the different types of pass and the different surfaces that they have to use when they're releasing the ball as well. How can you support or challenge players within the session? Again, that's probably more on a speaking to a player one-on-one one -on -one within the session. I'll, I'll probably address the group quite a lot within the session and also address the coaches in attendance. Also, how you can look at each individual player. You may see them do something really good within the game and so how you can highlight that, that to them individually but also you may see something that just needs a little bit of adjustment and how you can tailor that to suit each individual player within your session. Being able to challenge the players technically and I like this psychologically throughout the session. Yeah I think it's really challenging them Dean, um, they should go off the pitch kind of mentally drained as well as physically drained um, so what we'll try and do is put this in situations and really be demanding of the players as much as possible. We'll do it in a, a kind of fairly light pressured environment for them to understand the different movements and then taking that into that 6v6 or 7v7 sort of game related practice where we really challenge them and we, we, we ask them questions. What scenario are you in just now? So what move um, or, or what body shape do you need to get out of this situation? Hopefully we can link that back to the previous exercises within the session. Well, the ultimate link is translating to the game, and that's why the final bullet point is very intriguing, Willie, as it says, showing the players how a technical practice can be related back to the game. Break that down. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's just showing them um, sort of positionally where this could potentially happen within the pitch. Again, the, the focus is on technical aspects of it. So we're not totally pushing the tactical side, a tactical thing aside. But we can still focus on the technical, but say, here's where you could do this within the pitch. Here's this, how this relates back to maybe your position um, into your game when you go into your 11 v 11 game. So main technical focus, how we can touch on it in a game scenario. We're here with the talented Willie McNabb, the International Soccer Academy Manager for Celtic FC, one of the legendary soccer clubs in all of the world. He's got receiving and releasing the ball on the move. The first one is on Thursday, January 16th, quick go demo field two, four to five. And then he'll enhance and reinforce with the same topic, receiving and releasing the ball on the move on Friday, 11 to 12. Now, you're changing up a little bit. You've got four key points you want to get done on Friday, and I'd like to do the same drill, Willie, if it's okay. And your first bullet point is designing the session, how and why. Yeah, so this one's uh, obviously a classroom session, so hopefully the coaches who have attended the field session can actually see how it's been delivered. And this is basically how I basically kind of pull this session together and the reasoning why we do that as well, just to give the coaches a little bit of a background into my thinking as a coach. So if I have this technical or tactical theme, how do I sit down and plan this session? And most importantly, why am I doing this as well? So I'll probably start to break down how I designed that session and then hopefully the coaches have seen the day previous how I've managed to implement it. So I want to remind everybody that this second session is not at Quick Gold Demo Field 2. It's actually in the Convention Center Room 309, Friday to 11 to 12. So you see the field session on Thursday, then Friday you get to see Willie in a classroom session. Your second bullet point, key technical points for the individual. What do you mean by that, Willie? Yeah, it's just breaking those down. Uh, again, um, I'll probably pose the players between three or four different scenarios when they're receiving and releasing the ball on the move, but then to allow the coaches to understand, here's the key points that I'm looking for within that session. Um, because when they see the session being delivered, uh, they'll probably think, okay, that's what, what maybe Willie has planned for, but there may be other things that are planned for within the session, but maybe due to some things that's happened in the session or maybe... Um, the players are, are slightly better than maybe what I thought they were or, or vice versa. How I've managed to can adapt to that within the session as well. So it's really looking at the real finer detail of it. So um, depending on the situation, if it's um, I'm going to speak about how they receive the ball to the side. So it's the timing of their movement, it's the body shape, it's the eye contact, scanning, and then that's just before they even receive the ball. And then what they actually do when they do it and, and release it. So it's really kind of drilling in down to the the finer detail, hopefully sparking a little bit of debate as well, because some of the points that we'll have, um, some of the coaches in the room will be able to add to that as well. So hopefully it's an, a way of kind of sharing some ideas. I like it, and I like your next bullet point for Friday's classroom session, because at the end of the day, the player and coach need to be on the same page. And your third descriptive point for the classroom session, Willie, is being able to analyze and review the session from a player's and coach's perspective. How, how will you do that on Friday? Yeah, just kind of show the, the coaches some, some examples of kind of when I'm delivering a session here at Celtic. I, I think it's, we all as coaches, we always analyse our own sessions. We always come off the pitch. We say what went well, what wasn't so good, anything that we would change, anything that we would keep. And also then, um, speaking to the players, uh, it's something that I'll do on the Thursday. Um, 
we'll speak to the players after the session. I will review the session with them, um, make sure that they understand. And if they don't, for some reason, understand, why don't they? It might be down to this funny accent, Dean. That's usually the kind of stumbling block sometimes <laughs> when they hear this funny Scottish accent. But making sure that they understand the, the kind of technical aspects of what I tried to say. And if they didn't understand that, that's not the player's fault. That's That would be my fault. So is it how I've delivered the session? Was my manner appropriate? Um, was enthusiastic throughout the session? All those types of things. So... Um, how we can look at it from a player's perspective um, and also important as a coach. And your final bullet point is relating to your classroom session on Friday, all about receiving and releasing the ball on the move. Remember, on Thursday they'll be on the field, Friday they'll be in the classroom. Is actual examples, what do you mean by that when you're talking about uh, breaking down examples? How will you do that? Will it be up on a big screen or how are you going to actually do that? Yeah, that'll be some videos that'll be embedded in the, the PowerPoint presentation um, of the, the players here at Celtic within our youth academy. Um, I, I really like to, to kind of practice what I preach um, and be able to show the, the coaches this is what we actually do back at Celtic. So I have some kind of really cool clips from our U14s, 15s and 16s in Celtic playing in matches. Um, and it shows some of those examples of what I'll actually be speaking about um, previously in the session and on the, the demo field as well. Um, so we're able to take those things and actually say, here is our Celtic players, do this. And, and I maybe have you know, about four or five minutes worth of clips. That I'll be about seven or eight clips within that, and I'll break those clips down um, and say to the, the coaching attendance, here's the, the player, how they're receiving it, how they're releasing it, and also some things that we can correct as well. So I think it's important particularly when you're coming from a club and you're speaking about your methodology and your, your philosophy of your club, that you can actually show. I think anyone can stand and, and speak about it and talk the talk, but also we can show some, some things. And also I'll show some, some of the goals um, that we, we've scored here in the Youth Academy, which involves releasing and receiving the ball on the move. Scotty Jackson or not, Willie, you have clearly showed a dedication and commitment to coming across the pond and spending time here in the States, whether it's the United Soccer Coaches Convention where you presented for several years or also one of our partners, the Soccer Champions Coaches Clinics presented by Adidas where you also are featured quite frequently. Yes. Why have you dedicated so much time to the United Soccer Coaches, Willie? It's an amazing organization. You know, if I'm being honest, it was uh, 2014 that I managed to come to Philadelphia um, just as a a coach coming to watch it, um, and, and I was managed to speak to Ian Barker, um, great guy, I loved spending time with him, I loved seeing him deliver as a coach educator as well, um, and I'd actually seen some of the unique presenters that were there, I always speak about Dick Bate, um, who for me was was one of the, the best, if not the best coach educator in the world, and be able to get, to get close to these guys, um, and, and be able to go into a room where you have someone working at the the recreational level at grassroots, all the way to the top level in the professional game and everything in between. It was such a unique thing. And, and when Ian had kindly offered me the chance to come and deliver in 2015, um, I, I just um, I had to jump at the opportunity, which again was in was in Philadelphia, actually. So I um, was able to go the year before and actually see it. And then I've been really fortunate enough that I've been asked back um, every year since um, and dealing with guys like Jeff Van Dusen and, 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 and I said Ian and all the other people, the support staff round about it, it really is an amazing opportunity and one that I would say to any coach, no matter what level or what stage you're at in your coaching development, you have to come to this because seeing is believing. I'd heard all about the convention and, and 
and I took it with a pinch of salt, but when I went there in 2014, I was absolutely blown away, and um, I've been able to come over and speak um, to the American coaches as well. Um, I believe that American soccer's um, really in a good position at the moment in terms of the, the coaches that they have coming through and some of the talent. The only difficulty that the country has, it's such a big country, and you've got so many different um, things going on, but when you come to something like the United Soccer Coaches Convention and the United Soccer uh, Coaches um, Organisation in general, it's just a wonderful tool for, for coach development. You mentioned Saudi FC paying attention to the talent in the U.S. I've been calling games on TV for 25 years, and a couple of years ago I had a front row seat to all the great moments for Andrew Gutman and Manny Perez plays for North Carolina FC, where I'm also their TV voice. Those are just two of the players that Celtic FC have picked out as players they're hoping to get work permits and get over there and try to make the full team. So clearly Celtic FC is paying attention to talented American players, right, Willie? Yeah, absolutely. I've seen it myself. I've seen um, at the, the very young levels, as, as, as kids as young as 11 and 12, and um, there's some real talent. You've obviously got the DA program, the ECNL program as well. Obviously there's a, a, a very, very good girls program as well. And, and our women's team here at Celtic have just announced today, actually, that they'll be going into to full-time football um, as of next season. So it's there's, there's real talent in, in the US at the moment. Um, you can see the amount of players that are currently abroad playing. You obviously, Kristen Pulisic is the, the kind of poster child for that at the moment, doing really well now at, at Chelsea. And you've got people like Sargent and those types of guys as well. You've got a lot of guys that are playing in, in the trade in Europe. Um, you've also got them playing in the MLS as well. So, yeah, there's... Celtic particularly, we have Manny Perez and Andy Goodman, as you said, hopefully and we can see them in a, a first team very, very soon, but it's great, and I think it's, it shows the, the American players that there's a real pathway there as well I think there's great pathways within the country also broadens our horizon there's a, there's a huge world out there in terms of soccer, and um, they've obviously got the MLS, you've got the European route they've got the collegiate route as well, so there's a, no, I think no matter what level the players are at, there's something for everyone certainly out there, but I think when you look at the, the kind of elite level players at the, the top end of the youth game, absolutely there's, there's real talent there in the U.S. Willie, finally, as we close out here, as you know, it's the world's biggest soccer show taking place January 15th through the 19th, and there'll be 10,000 plus, so not everybody is going to be able to come up to you and spend time with you, but they may be at your session and wanted to ask you a follow-up or shake your hand or that type of thing. If somebody wanted to track you down after the convention to learn more about what you're doing, could they do that via email or something? Can you share a way to reach out to you, Willie? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's two ways, um, either via email or I'm pretty active on social media on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Willie McNabb. Um, McNabb is just spelled with one B at the end. And also my email address is wmcnabb at celticfc.co.uk but what I love about the convention is uh, you could be on the field you could be in the classroom you could be walking down the street and, and people will always come up and ch chat to you so I'll probably be wearing my Celtic gear most of the time so if you see me and you want to ask something just come up um, I absolutely love that I love um, interacting with coaches all the time so if you doesn't need to be on the field or in the classroom you see me walking down the street then by all means, you can you can come and chat to me. And if you want to take a picture, it's ten dollars a picture as well. Uh, my wife has ex <laughs> my, my wife my wife has expensive taste. So, <laughs> well, so I love that Willie Willie McNabb, the International Soccer Academy Manager for Celtic FC. One more time, 
His sessions are called Receiving and Releasing the Ball on the Move on Thursday, January 16th from 4 to 5. They'll be at Quick Go Demo Field 2 on the field, breaking that down. And then on Friday with the same topic in the classroom, classroom at the convention center, 309, that session, 11 to 12, 11 in the morning, obviously. Willie McNabb, Celtic FC, thanks so much for kicking off this week's United Soccer Coaches Podcast. No problem. It's a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Next up, John O'Sullivan. A great presenter as well will join us. The United Soccer Coaches Podcast. Hello, everybody. It's Dean Linky, host of our United Soccer Coaches Podcast. And I wanted to let you know that there's still time to register for the 2020 United Soccer Coaches Convention in Baltimore. Make your plans to join us January 15th through the 19th for five days of coaching, education, networking, meal and social functions, award presentations, and so much more. Visit UnitedSoccerCoachesConvention.org to see the full schedule of events and get registered for the United Soccer Coaches Convention, your event for all things coaching. And I hope to see each and every one of you in Baltimore. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast. We're gearing up for the 2020 version of the United Soccer Coaches Convention. It begins on Wednesday, January 15. I cannot wait to see you on podcast row and I can't wait to see great presenters like John O'Sullivan, founder and CEO of Changing the Game Project. He started in 2012 after two decades as a soccer player and coach on the youth, high school, college, and professional level. He is the author of the number one best-selling books, Changing the Game, The Parent's Guide to Raising Happy, High-Performing Athletes, and Giving Youth Sports Back to Our Kids, and Is It Wise to Specialize? John's work has been featured in the Huffington Post, CNN.com, Outside Magazine, ESPN.com, Soccer America, and numerous other publications. John is an internationally known speaker for coaches, parents, and youth sports organizations and has spoken for TEDx, the National Soccer Coaches Association of America. Now needs to be updated, John, to United Soccer Coaches, U.S. <laughs> Lacrosse, IMG Academy, and at numerous other events throughout the U.S., Canada, Asia, and Europe. You heard his laugh right there. He's got two big-time presentations, but let's first welcome him to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, John O'Sullivan. Thanks for being with us. <laughs> it's always funny because I, I when when people read the bio, I'm like, yep, there's an update that needs to be made right there. And I always wonder what's like floating out out there in the interwebs in terms of uh, my my bio. And, and and the first thing is that I actually have a brand new book, um, which I'm actually getting to do a, a book signing at the convention as well called Every Moment Matters, How the World's Best Coaches Inspire Their Athletes and Build Championship Teams. So that's like a super exciting reason why I get to come there as well is talk about it in both my sessions and then, uh, and then, uh, you know, have a couple copies for people as well because I'm really excited about this new book. Oh, fantastic. All right, cool. Well, we'll, we'll also spend a little bit of time talking about that book and perhaps have you visit Podcast Row. I know you also do a podcast too, right, John? Yeah, we have a podcast called Wave Champions, which uh, as you and I were talking about off air, we're, we're about 150 episodes in, and so uh, it's always a challenge with my traveling and speaking schedule to make sure I have a place where I can record and, and talk to some amazing guests and, you know, a lot of people that you get to see at the uh, at the convention have, have been guests in the past. Uh, we actually have Landon Donovan coming here really soon. Uh, we've, we've had Anthony Lawrence and, and so many others. So, uh, it's really, uh, it's, it's really a great connection because of my connections in the soccer world. Um, 
at this event that I that I bring people <laughs> onto my podcast as well. All right, before we break down your two sessions and even your book signing, remind everybody what Changing the Game Project is all about. Yeah, sure. So basically we um, go out and we work across lots of sports, um, and we work with clubs and schools, coaches, parents, trying to put a little more playback and play ball. So we bring the research and programming to organizations and help them create a more athlete-centered approach. So what do we do as coaches to help our athletes learn the fastest, perform their best, develop not just performance character but moral character? And we talk to parents and we say to the parents, um, here's how you help your kids on this journey, here's how you support your coaches on this journey, and here's what you do sometimes out of great love that might not be so helpful. And um, and then really, we're, so the whole thing is about how do we make this better for the kids so we can stop so many kids from walking away and dropping out of the sports that we love. Fantastic to be with you, John. I want to remind everybody that John is originally from New York, a 94 graduate of Fordham University, where he was a team captain as a senior and a member of the 1990 Patriot League championship team. After a stint playing professionally at the Wilmington Hammerheads of the USL, this is where the world gets small. He began his coaching career at the varsity boys soccer coach at Cardinal Givens High School in Raleigh, North Carolina, where ironically, and John, in some way it's got to be about me too, you know, that's where my youngest <laughs> son went to school, and as you said, it's turned into quite the, the school, so I love that tie-in, John. I, every time I see you, it uh, brings a smile to my face to know that um, you started there at Cardinal Givens High School. I mean, it's a great school, John. Yeah, it, it's amazing, and it was really cool. I was really young. I was just, you know, I was still playing, and um, I I needed an assistant coach, and I brought in an amazing guy that had played with my brother growing up, and then um, and then had played at NC State, a guy named Damon Neha. Um and so he was my assistant. We we're both really young. Damon's incredible coach, and right now he's Anson's assistant at University of North Carolina, and uh, coached national teams and everything. So he took over after I left, and the program had some incredible success. Um, but I think I learned more in the three years of building a program that really had um, not much success at all and was really struggling in trying to instill a culture and a way of doing things um, that Damon then just took the reins with and, and did fantastic with. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a great experience, an amazing school, really loved my time in North Carolina. I'm a big skier, so eventually I did have to move because the skiing is not so good. But uh, <laughs> I love Oregon. Yeah, it's a beautiful day today in North Carolina. There will be no skiing, and hopefully the weather will be good in Baltimore where you've got two big-time presentations. Your first one will be on Thursday, January 16, 11 a.m. to noon, in the convention center, 328, 329. It's called What is Your Club's DNA? Question mark, Developing your club's mission, vision, and values. Again, that's Thursday, 11 a.m. to noon. Break down that session, John, why people should be there. Yeah, sure. So, the, the DNA, and this is a chapter from my book as well, is all about what is your, your club's do not alter, right? What are the things that you do? How do we do things? What does it feel like to be a part of this club? And so, so many organizations don't really have some a core value and mission 
that is lived out every day. So they have a nice web page and they have a nice mission statement, but most people don't know what it is. They don't live it and your coaches exist in their own little kingdoms. They don't really, so, so the experience of a, of a family with a child in that club or multiple children in that club can be completely different depending on the coach that they get. And I think it's incredibly important that every club has a, a very solid, this is what it feels like to be part of this club. That takes the club from being transactional to transformational. And this is what I want to get across. A lot of times we start with other things, like just hiring our coaches or coming up with a curriculum, and that's all great and important. But if you don't have a, a way of doing things, the experience becomes really haphazard. And what you also end up with is you end up hiring coaches that don't fit with what you really believe in as an organization. And when you start with this is what we believe in, and then you hire into that, you get a, a much better, higher level and a more consistent experience. And so I want to help club leadership there and coaching directors and technical directors make sure that they're establishing that these are the things that don't change alongside of, and this is what it looks like on the field. Now, John, also on Friday, you've got another one, 130 to 230 in the same room at the convention center, 328, 329. It's 130 to 230. Again, this other session is Friday, 130 to 230. That one is called Developing a Club Methodology and Cleaning Style. Break that session down for us, please, John. Yeah, so this one I'm super excited about because this is not just me. This is going to be uh, a panel discussion of how do you come up with, sort of building off what I do on Thursday, but how do you come up with this is how we play, This is uh, these are the characteristics that you see in every practice in every game. And so on this panel I have Todd Bean, who's also doing some of his own presentations there. Todd is with Tobo Academy in Barcelona, Spain. Um, Todd worked for the for Johan Cruyff for 10 years, the Cruyff Institute, uh, also a, a collegiate and professional player here. And he just is doing some amazing work developing a methodology, bringing players to Spain, bringing coaches to Spain, and teaching them how to do this. So he's just one example of what happens when you really have this core methodology. Now, I'm also joined by Mark Wilson. Mark grew up at playing at Manchester United, broke through into the first-team squad in 1999 when they won the treble, then went to Middlesbrough, eventually came over, <coughs> excuse me, FC Dallas. And um, so Mark's going to talk about what was the Manchester United way like? What did it feel like to play there? How important was the leadership and, and things there? And then... And then what it was like when he left there because he just assumed that, well, everyone does things this way. So I think he just has some incredible firsthand experience about um, what, it, what it looks like when it's done right and leads to great success and, and what it looks like when um, it, it's not done right. And, um, and then a, a woman named Sarah McQuaid, who's also presenting there, is going to join me. She's one of the top coaching consultants in the world, and she's going to talk about the importance of developing sort of coaching systems and 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 this high level uh need for understanding um, these are the things that we do every single day. You know, I, I've traveled around the world and 
I've been to Manchester United at, at the Cliffs, and you go into the little ball closet and equipment closet, and right there on the wall is the curriculum. And this is what we're doing every day, and these are the themes per cycle. And I think so many clubs and so many coaches don't have that. And it becomes really, really haphazard, and all of a sudden – I take over a U13 team, assuming that the U12 coach has covered A, B, and C, and I learned very quickly that none of those things have been covered. Um, and so I think it's important if we really call ourselves a club that we have a way of doing things and maybe some basic competencies at each age and stage. Um, and so we want to talk about different ways to do that and help those in attendance make sure that their club's doing that the right way. And I'm sure a lot of people are, and I'm sure a lot of people are halfway there. Some are saying, wow, we got to make this happen. You mentioned those in attendance, John O'Sullivan. You did a great job breaking down who you thought the demo would be for what is your club's DNA. How about the demo for your session on Friday, developing a club methodology playing style? Who should be there? Well, I think, first of all, this is for technical directors and coaching directors because you're the one driving this bus. You're the one trying to establish what what it looks like when our club takes the field. But I also think this is really important for any coach as well, an individual coach, because, again, many of us work in clubs where there is no methodology, there is no playing style, and there is no progression of what we're teaching. And so in those situations, sometimes we have to create our own little kingdom and do things the right way. And it can be very easy in youth soccer to get caught up in the, um, how can I say it, the, you know, how did it go this weekend, which determines what we teach next week. And that's, and that is appropriate for pros and maybe in college. But when you're working, especially with youth players, um, you have to just keep on teaching and progressing and, and building upon what you've been working on and teaching these basic competencies regardless of the results. And so um, I, I think it's really appropriate for everyone there. And most importantly, that room is going to be filled with a, a lot more knowledge than is in my own head. So that's where I want really people to connect with and learn with as well. All right, doing a great job breaking down those two sessions. So glad you mentioned your new book. Tell us the name of that book again, where your book signing is going to be, and what people will take away from your book, John, once they've read it. Yeah, so I'll have some books at the sessions, obviously, but I've been working with United Soccer Coaches, and I'm hoping as of now I will be in the in the area right outside of the exhibition hall on Thursday as that's getting started right next to the Adidas Interactive Zone and all that, signing some books. And so the book's called Every Moment Matters. It's a book written for coaches. It's a book based on a couple of years of research on my part and then interviews, as I said, on the Way of Champions podcast with coaches ranging from Tony DeChico and Anthony Dorrance to um, to Steve Kerr and, and top coaches in other sports as well. Um, really just talking about sort of answering a couple basic questions. These are the parts of the book. you got to know why I coach. You have to understand how I coach. So what's the research and evidence on, on how we coach? Um, the third one, which I think is really, really important, is um, what does it feel like to be coached by me? And then the fourth is how do I define success or how do I redefine success? How do I build my own coaching tree as well. You know, I've been 
very fortunate to be heavily influenced and mentored by a guy who's been a great supporter of United Soccer Coaches, Jerry Yeagley, coached at Indiana for so many years. And, um, you know, Jerry has this incredible coaching tree across professional and collegiate and, and high school and youth and developmental academy soccer. Um, you know, he, he his influence has gone far beyond the players that he coached directly. And I think we all understand that. And we have to look at that group in front of us and say, you know, I'm not just coaching these players. I'm coaching future coaches. And the way that I influence them will help them influence 10, 20, 100, 1,000 kids 10 years from now. What do I want that influence to be? Spending time with John O'Sullivan. We told you about his two presentations. Going to remind you again. He's got one called What is Your Club's DNA? It'll be Thursday. January 16, 11 a.m. to noon, Convention Center 328-329. And then on Friday, he talked about developing a club methodology and playing style. That's at 1.30, same rooms, Convention Center 328-329. And then you just heard about the book signing. John, that's a lot, but I know you also appreciate all that convention offers. Tell us why you, aside from going to your great presentation, why you love it so much. Well, you know, thank you for letting me answer that because I, I have gone to so many conventions. I think I went to my first one in 1999 or 2000, so we're going on 20 years here. And um, you just learn so much. And if there's anything that I have learned in studying and interviewing some of the best coaches in the world across two dozen different sports, it's that the best of the best never stop learning. They are lifelong learners. And so if you are on the fence about this event, I challenge you to go. And as incredible as all the field sessions are, go beyond that. Challenge yourself to go beyond looking for the perfect finishing session and go to some of these sessions that guys like Todd Bean are doing. Or there's an amazing uh, Bill Beswick, uh, English sports psychologist, uh, he, he'll be there, and I've been to his sessions before. So I always go through in the days that I'm going to be there, I look at where, when am I presenting and who can I go watch as well. Sky Eddie Bruce does a great stuff on um, how to connect with your parents and engage your parents. So there's so many good sessions there that go beyond the X's and O's. So don't limit yourself to just those. And if you're on the fence about going to this event, I've never had a bad convention. <laughs> They're incredible. So I know people will say, you know what, at least I'll go for a day. At least I'll go for two days. I love that. Yeah, I've never had a bad convention either. I always leave just fulfilled, right, indeed. And now, John, finally, as we now know about your presentations and the book, if people want to know more about Changing the Game Project, and, in fact, if they want to be able to try to track down your book and and purchase it, how do they learn about both, the Changing the Game Project, your book, everything? How can people uh, reach you, touch you, get involved uh, with what you're doing at Changing the Game Project and, and everything you're doing with your books? Sure. Just changingthegameproject.com. That's the, that's the mothership where everything else leads everywhere else. Um, you can connect to the Way of Champions podcast there or, you know, find that on Stitcher or Apple, iTunes, any of the big Spotify, any of the big platforms. Um, and then, yeah, the book, you can get a signed copy straight from the website or you can um, go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or any of the main book depositories and um, 
and uh, grab a copy there as well. Or hopefully see me in Baltimore and grab a signed copy from me. That would be perfect. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting one for sure, John O'Sullivan. And I'm actually looking forward to uh, perhaps spending some time with you on Podcast Row where we talk all about the book specifically. So hopefully we can make that happen. Look forward to seeing you in Baltimore. John O'Sullivan, not one but two great presentations and a book signing and always willing and ready to talk soccer with you. Thanks for being on the United Soccer Coaches Podcast. And make sure you tell your IT guys to update uh, and get rid of that NSCA stuff, okay? (laughs) I will. I will. I'm on it. Thank you. All right, we'll appreciate it. John. Yeah, thank you so much, sir. Right. Yes, thank you indeed to John O'Sullivan. Coming up, we wrap up the show with Nathan Thackeray. He's in charge of goalkeeping for the North Carolina Courage Academy. He's part of the North Carolina Courage coaching staff, arguably the best women's pro soccer team in the world. And he will be part of three presentations, one on Thursday, two on Saturday. Looking for ways to improve your training sessions? Quick Goal has supplied the highest quality soccer goals, seating, field, and training equipment for over 30 years. From backyards to the world's greatest pitches, Quick Goal has products essential for every level of the game. As an official partner to the United Soccer Coaches and technical partner to U.S. Soccer, Quick Goal knows what equipment you need to take your game to the next level. Visit quickgoal.com to satisfy all your equipment needs. Team Snap's awesome. I have five teams on Team Snap. There are no questions asked by the players, the parents. Very easy to use. Very, very, very easy. Simple to use. Everyone, you know, everything's right there. Messages, availability, boom, boom, boom. I've looked at other at other things, and I think Team Snap sets the bar for this type of team management software. It's the best that i found. Welcome back to our wall-to-wall coverage of 2020 United Soccer Coaches Convention featured presenters and speakers. I want to thank Willie McNabb from Celtic FC for getting us started. John O'Sullivan. Now we're pleased to be joined by Nathan Thackeray. Nathan Thackeray started his coaching career in 2011 after playing with England's Bradford City from 2003 to 2006 and William Woods University from 2006 to 2010. He worked with Young Harris College in Georgia and then became the head of goalkeeping at the Houston Dynamo Academy in 2012. Zachary, a U.S. soccer licensed coach, is currently the director of goalkeeping at the NC Courage Academy, and he's a member of the talented North Carolina Courage staff where they won back-to-back NWSL titles. Nathan Zachary joins me now. Nathan, thanks for being with me. Thanks for having me, Dan. I appreciate you. appreciate your time. Um, thanks for the wonderful intro. Yeah, well, look, you talk about time. You're committing a lot of time as you'll be involved either in the classroom or on the field Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Let's start with your initial session on Thursday called the NCFC Goalkeeper Pathway where it'll be focused on finishing and goalkeeping and methodology around finishing and goalkeeping. That'll be in the classroom Thursday, January 16th. Convention Center 316, 317, that's at 9.30 a.m. What are you going to try to accomplish in this first session titled NCFC Goalkeeper Pathway? Well, I think one of the big things that um, when, when Lisa spoke to me uh, and asked me if I could present, um, even even so much in last year when I went last year and presented, that she asked for something that could be relatable to everybody rather than just the just the goalkeeper community. So the one thing we sat and talked about is, well, how do we how do we speak about realistic situations that the goalkeepers or coaches might see on a daily basis? 
So the easiest thing to do was to tie in a goalkeeping uh, 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 work and an attacking piece, which would be your finishing or, or, or something along those lines. So it's really easy for us to to sit and get together and say, let's let's build something that's that's useful for not just the goalkeeper coach but for everybody involved. Um, the first the first piece my my lecture on on the Thursday morning will really be about creating a structure um, and building something that that goalkeeper directors goalkeeper coaches directors in other clubs can use and implement into their into their own clubs and into their own systems something that that people can use um, and say that this is what should be expected um, from a goalkeeper standpoint from the very youngest goalkeepers at the start of their youth development to the oldest goalkeepers that might be looking to go and play at the collegiate level play at the professional level whatever it may be just trying to tie all the pieces together to make sure that there is a that the clubs can come away and say right well there is a way of doing it and there can be a potential structure that's put in place and here are some ideas of how to do it. We're here with Nathan Thackeray and I said Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Friday, Nathan will be soaking up all that the convention has to offer. Actually on Saturday, he'll pull double duty around this topic, the importance of creating a realistic training environment in front of goal. You'll start on Saturday at 1.30. you got a big day, 1.30 to 2.30. This will be in classroom 339, 3.40, 3.41. And you'll be with Lisa Cole, who you already mentioned, and a longtime friend of United Soccer Coaches, Tracy Newton, who was part of that incredible 1999 U.S. World Cup winning team for the women. And then also Paul Marco, who has been a key player with United Soccer Coaches forever. You start in the classroom, so with that topic, the importance of creating a realistic training environment in front of goal, break down first what you want to accomplish in the classroom with these three other outstanding panelists. Well, again, just trying to tie it, tie it all back into, into how we make the, the goalkeeper's position um, and, and this topic relatable for, for everybody and rather than just, just goalkeeper coaches. Um, Everything that we do with goalkeeping and, and, and as the modern game starts to change and the goalkeeper becomes a more important piece within the game, we have to look at how we train these goalkeepers. We train them in a certain situation that is isolated, that is uh, totally different to, to what everybody else is doing, then they will only be used to what that training and that environment is creating for them. So to make it realistic and to add elements that they would see within the game or within a team dynamic is, is also vitally important. So even though there might not be a team there, how do we continue to create situations and give the give coaches ideas of, all right, this is how the goalkeeper is going to be implemented and asked to do within a team dynamic, even though the team isn't there. Um, so that's one of the big pieces that we'll try and get across. Um, and then the, the, a big important message for me is, is how do we relate everything back to what the game is asking of a goalkeeper? Um, if we're doing unrealistic stuff of, you know, diving through hoops and, and all this stuff, then how is it relatable to what the goalkeeper is being asked to do on a weekend or, or a day-to-day basis when it comes back to the team? So my, my hope is that we can give, give the people coming to the, to, the, to the classroom session some ideas of, uh, of making the goalkeeper position relatable to, to all coaches uh, and to give some ideas of, of some realistic game situations that goalkeepers will see on a daily basis. All right, we're here with Nathan Thackeray, and 
Then, Nathan, i got to believe you're excited about this because I get a front-row seat of watching you warm up the talented goalkeepers for the North Carolina Courage, arguably the best women's soccer team in the world, because when you wrap up that classroom session at 2.30, you got a little bit of time to get warmed up because then you go to the field session to show everybody in, in really, I think, your element. And I definitely say that after seeing that cracker of a goal you hit in first day of training the other day. Well done you, by the way. Um, but you get to be on the field. You'll be at Quicko Demo Field 1 Saturday, 445 to 545. I know you love being on the field. If people show up for this extension of what they just heard in the classroom, what will they see on the field, Nathan? Well, like you said, Dean, I'm, I'm, I'm much more in my element when I'm on the field working with, working with the goalkeepers on a more of a personal level and, um, and being a coach rather than being in the classroom. That's, that, being in the classroom is the foreign piece for me. So, um, I, I think I'll be a little bit more excited for, for running the, the field session. Um, but hopefully the, the coaches that, uh, that come to watch us will see some ideas of, of how we go and how we structure a goalkeeper session from the very start of when we start warming up to the integration of goalkeeper and goalkeeper coach. Um, the the rapport that's being built, the ideas of right, how do we take a a full topic, create a technical piece that says that we're working on the technique to deal with said topic in a game situation. Then we add some realism and say this is what this is what it will look like for for, for the goalkeeper in the game, um, and then we create a game situation um, after that. And hopefully within the the methodology, you'll see. The teaching and, and, and you see the teaching and the technical standpoint and then we'll see a, a tactical standpoint when we create a, a more of a game situation and then hopefully see the two that are mirrored together um, when, we, when we try and create a game situation. Um, granted that we, uh, it, it might be a little bit difficult because of um, some personnel or, or space but we'll do our best or I'll do my best to try and get that, that message across and really just to show a structure of a training session to go from um, very, very simple to a little bit more complex to, to very complex um, which is what really we should be we should be doing for the goalkeepers anyway um, and again just to build it around what, what the game asks for, for, for the goalkeeper position. So, again, you can see Nathan Thackeray, the director of goalkeeping at the NC Courage Academy, part of the NC Courage full pro team coaching staff on Thursday and then twice on Saturday. I've got to end asking you about the North Carolina Courage and working with Paul Riley and this amazing ride you've been on that has got to be one of those situations. Nathan, you've done some really neat things, but i got to believe you pinch yourself a little bit because, as I said earlier, arguably the best women's pro team in the world, and you've got a front row seat every day to Paul Riley and these great players. Tell everybody what that ride's been like, Coach. Listen, uh, when I stepped when I stepped into into the women's game and, and started working in the NWSL three years ago, I did not I did not envision the the journey that I would been on um, with, with North Carolina Courage and, and to work with. Like you said, arguably the best team in the world, not just, not just the best in the uh, To work with Paul Riley, who is a world-class coach, um, whether it's the way he deals with players, whether it's the structure of his training session, whether it's the, the tactics that he implements on a weekend, whatever it, it may be, I've been able to learn and, and, and sort of nurture my own coaching philosophy and, and, and what I look to do under him. Um, but the day-to-day with the players, the elite-level, world-class players, it's been 
tremendous and, and I've been very fortunate over the last three years to, to work with this group and then to be successful on top of it, which I know Paul's message always is that it's not about it's not about the wins and losses, it's about the development of the team and the process that we that we go on. And and I don't think I mean you can't hide the fact that we've been successful, but it's because uh, the, the idea of the process is so important that we have to get better, we have to continue to get better. People could have said we've, we've, we've maxed out year one when we, got to, when, we did, when we moved to North Carolina, uh, when we got to the final, uh, we won the Shield, but we lost in the championship. People could have said, you know what, that's just, that might be as good as they get. But you know what, turn around and said, no, we've got more, we went and did it, we went and did it again, we won the Shield again, we won the championship that year, and then obviously last year. Even with the even with the World Cup, the interruption of players coming in and players coming out, we were still so consistent uh, and still performing at a top level on a day-to-day basis. Um, so I can only yeah. be grateful for, for the opportunity that I've been given. Uh, I, I love the work. Working with working with top people and top players is, is what you hope to strive for uh, for any for any coach. So it's been it's really has been a dream over the last three years. That's awesome. I wasn't sure if that was a motorcycle in the background or if it was Lynn Williams and Jessica McDonald working out already. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It's not. It's not though. It's coming from behind me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I have to excuse me because I, I, I am. I am in the car. I am, I am driving. Um, no worries. Have to excuse no, me, no. I think have been a catch up to Lynn and Jess. That's for sure. <laughs> Nathan Factory, can't wait to see you next week in Baltimore. Thanks so much for being on the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. Appreciate it, Dave. Thanks, thanks for your time. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. It's always my pleasure. I want to thank Nathan Thackeray and our other guests, William McNabb and John O'Sullivan. Of course, always got to thank Sean Chevro and Michael Knipper and all the great folks at United Soccer Coaches. Next week, we'll release the show on Wednesday, and you'll be able to see me Thursday and Friday on Podcast Row. Come on by. I'd like to talk to you and get you on the podcast. We'll evergreen a lot of those interviews. So if you want to be on the United Soccer Coaches podcast, come see me on Podcast Row at the 2020 United Soccer Coaches Convention. For each and every member, I'm Dean Linky. We'll see you in Baltimore next week.